Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in our lives to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh. When my burn burned down, Paradise of California burned down. So who am I to sit here and complain about my lot in life? There comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. That's the lion, that's the lion, that's the lion. That's it, man. That's it, bro. Just a reminder that taking care of ourselves is one of the best ways to ensure we can take care of others and our world. Getting the right nutrition is, get this, 80% of your wellness journey. But with busy lives, who has time for a lot of meal planning and prep? And honestly, how do we even know what great nutrition is with all the conflicting information out there? Well, that's where Angie Niska and her team of wellness coaches at Rise Nutrition can help. Now, Rise is an Herbalife Nutrition Club, a place to get a delicious, healthy shake on the go, and I've had them, and they are delicious indeed. It's actually hard to believe that it's good for you. You can also work with a coach to customize a program and take products home no matter where you live. Find Rise Nutrition on Facebook.com slash Rise Menominee, that's Rise with a Z, and you can get all of their info and latest special flavors. And if you're in the Menominee area, stop by to taste it for yourself. To connect, just message them on Facebook or contact Angie at 715-308-0198 and take a step on your wellness journey. After all, our body is the house God gave us and it's our job to take care of it. A couple weeks back, I hopped on my phone and I noticed that I had a notification on my Facebook messenger. And the reason why that stuck out to me is because that's not my primary line of communication and I don't get a lot of messages on Facebook Messenger. So I hop on and I check it out and it is a guy that I knew from way back in high school. This guy's name's Steve and he was actually the first person that I ever taught drum lessons to. Now in a former life, Drumming was just everything I stood for. It's everything I wanted to do. And at a pretty early age, I started teaching. And Steve was actually my very first student. So he sends me a video. And the video is of me playing a drum solo in what had to be either my junior or senior year in high school. watched it all the way through with a huge smile on my face and it just brought me back to this time in my life where really from the time I was in middle school all the way throughout college, I was so dedicated. I would practice hours upon hours. There was times when I was practicing three, four hours a day to try to get better because it's what I wanted to do for a living and I had an opportunity to, to do it a great deal for a living. I still do a lot of music right now, but it's, it's in a very different way. And so I was thinking about that and thinking about how passionate I was about drumming as I'm watching this video. And I started to ask myself, well, where did that go? I mean, I'm certainly still a very, very passionate person, but I don't have a passion to become a better drummer at this point in my life. I haven't 
practiced the drums in decades. I certainly still play some, but man, I, I don't have this drive, this thing where I have to learn that new beat that I heard on that song. I mean, sure, we hear that Neil Pert passes away and that certainly grabs my attention, but it's just not there like it was before. It's, it's not even close. And now I have a passion about a lot of other things, about this podcast, about telling people stories, about you know making a difference in this world, about marriage and relationships, about my family. So I started to ask myself the question, is that okay? Is it okay to be so driven in one specific area and then change? So I thought about other people who have similar stories, or at least in their lives, it seems as if their passions have, if nothing else, shifted. And so I'm hopeful that as you listen to this podcast today, it gives you the freedom to know that you can change, you can adjust, you can morph, and that's part of life, and it's not a bad thing. We don't have to hang on to this one thing and ride it into the ground. I know a lot of times people will be asked, and I'm sure I've asked it before, well, what's your passion? And I think that's a great question, but sometimes we hear that question and I think we believe that we have to have this one thing that is with us our entire life. But based on the stories that you're going to hear today, you will hear some people who have definitely changed or at least adjusted passions in their life. So the first person that I want to have you hear from today is none other than my amazing, glorious, talented, fabulous wife, Susie. As long as I can remember, all I ever wanted to do with my life is be a singer. And I even remember when I was three years old, I would just run around my home and I would just sing at the top of my lungs. And then when I discovered musicals in my elementary school years, um, I would just keep singing songs from those musicals, specifically Annie. And I can remember my mom telling me that my brother just wanted to strangle me because I just would sing over and over again, the sun will come out tomorrow <laughs> from Annie. And that was something that drove me as a young person into my teenage years and into my young adult life of just wanting to really make sure I had a career in music. And through all of those different opportunities that I had, it just exposed me to so many beautiful things in life. And I got to live in New York City for a while, and I got to live in Nashville, Tennessee for a while. Matt and I, you know, we made, we've made multiple recording albums together. I just have really lived out that dream, and I have no regrets, and I've been really, really grateful for those opportunities. And then, you know, as Matt and I settled down a little bit and we had our kiddos, I thought, I'm going to try worship leading and I have a lot of songs in me that I want to write about my faith journey and I want to see what that's like and really did that for like 15 years. I never thought my career would be that long as a worship leader and I found myself through those times, it just had a lot of ups and downs for me, but I was very grateful to have those opportunities and now I've kind of landed in this place in my 40s where I've been exploring and experimenting kind of new career opportunities 
And it's been really, really fun for us. So Matt and I have an organization called In It Together, and we host date nights for couples. We perform shows like Christmas shows or special events, and we try to cater the atmosphere to just bring life and joy and beauty to our events and to help people just really slow down and enjoy their life. And that has been so very life-giving to me. And there's a component of music in those events that we create, but it's not all centered on music. It's so important for someone that is an artist or creative or an entrepreneur to be able to have time in their lives to to be inspired and to create and to look at new things because it just opens up a whole new world for us. And sometimes those worlds can collide and they can coexist together like our date nights and music do. Um, But sometimes they don't. Like another passion that I have right now is just home design and home decor. And I absolutely love rearranging and taking old things and refurbishing them and making them beautiful. It's just all about beauty, honestly, in my life. And that just offers me so much life. So now I'm at this crossroads in my career because I don't feel like I'm supposed to be leading worship like I used to. And that was kind of hard for me to let go of and for me to recognize because it's not like my faith journey has stopped or my relationship with Jesus went awry. It hasn't. But I have just discovered that that no longer excites me or brings me as much life as it used to. I no longer feel like that is where I can fully come into my fullest expression with my gift and my talents anymore. And so I'm just looking for new opportunities and new ways to actually experience God. And sometimes that's through experiencing different things and letting go of something that you used to do to try something new. And I just love being able to, I don't know, go on a vacation or go into new spaces and observe like what's happening around me and what brings life to others and what brings life to me. And that's just honestly at this place in my life where I want to live. And I don't want to think about, can I make a career of this or should I make a career of this? I really just want to live in a space where I feel free. And hopefully as I use my gifts and my talents, whatever they may be, whether it's creating a show, whether it's encouraging couples in their relationship or whether it's you know, I go to a girlfriend's house and we rearrange their living room. I just hope that my life offers encouragement and love and brings beauty. So I'm trying not to look at it as I have to have a career in all three of these things. I just really want to look at it as how can I offer my life and my gifts and bring beauty to this world? How fascinating is that? ever morphing in where her interests are and how she's using what she's good at. But I love the part where she said her goal is to bring beauty to this world. And that made a lot of sense to me because it's not necessarily about what you're good at. It's how you use what you're good at. And I love that Susie is taking her life, using her music skills, also using her ability to create great spaces. And she's using that all for the sake of bringing beauty into this world. So it's not so much about what she's doing. It's about how she's doing it. Whether she was singing Broadway, whether she was leading worship, whether she's hanging out with her friends, rearranging their rooms, all of it has the same purpose, which leads me to think that 
The focus when we're talking about changing passions isn't whether our passions change, it's is our heart in the same place. So whatever we're doing with whatever we're passionate about in that moment, is our heart the same and is our heart right and is our heart trying to bring beauty into this world as Susie mentioned. Well, this next person that I'm going to introduce you to, his name's Kevin Clark. Kevin is a family member of mine. He's my brother-in-law, and he has such an amazing story. And at least when you hear it, you're going to think, man, this guy made a huge passion transition. So this is Kevin. I got into teaching uh, when I was younger, and my, my biggest passion was probably into sports and, and youth, and uh, really wanted to coach basketball. I was passionate about basketball and thought teaching was a good route to go because you have an in and you can teach a high school, you know, coach a high school team. And had a chance to do that, and you know, right right away in my career, I became the head basketball coach of a high school, uh, Deerfield High School here in Wisconsin. And I coached for three seasons, and it it sucked that passion right out of me. <laughs> it was it was in, enjoyable in some aspects of it, but in others it, it wasn't. And I was teaching, and I, w- I thought I was helping kids, and I realized that my passions changed in the course of the next you know twelve years of teaching, and I became very passionate about helping people more so adults with their finances, with them going after big goals and dreams and with, you know, their marriages and really just wanted to be this advocate for having a bigger life and decided to leave teaching and pursue something, a business that I could wrap those three around. And that was tough to come up with because those three don't usually go together. But I realized real estate was it, that people tend to make a bad decision in real estate that can lead to stress in their finances. It leads to stress in their marriages and they don't strive for, you know, big things in life. They're just surviving. And so, you know, I did that and um, was fortunate enough to have my wife, Renee, on board with it, too, and to, to be able to work a couple more years in her job and then come home and and work with me so we could work together on, on growing a business and, and helping people. And it's just been an amazing joy to be striving after something uh, like your passions and to have it all work together in, in God's plan. It's been wonderful. Now, education is my background as well. And I know a lot of people that are still in that field. And some of those people that I know have other things that they're really interested in doing, but because they're in the education system and because they work for the state of Wisconsin, there's a lot of perks and benefits that go along with that. And so many people that I know have chosen to stay in that field, even though they've lost their edge or they've lost their passion for those things. Not Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, he was he was done with it. He just, after 15 years of teaching, he decided that this was not where he could see himself being any longer. And I was with him in this journey. I was, I was there when all of this went down. And I remember him letting us know that he just quit his job. And when he quit his job, he didn't have a plan. He didn't have a backup job. He didn't have this thing he was shooting for. And he gave himself some space to figure out, okay, if I'm not going to teach, what am I going to do? And he identified those things that he shared with us today 
And then he made them into a business plan. So he's not passionate about real estate. He's passionate about people. He's passionate about marriages. And he really wants to help people. And that is the avenue that made sense to him. So originally he had a passion for young people and coaching. Slowly but surely that just wore off. And that could be for a number of different reasons. But his passion just changed to an older generation and got much more specific. So if his passion is for adults and relationships and financial success for people who are, you know, in adulthood, being a teacher working with teenagers is going to just be unjustified. You don't want somebody who's not passionate about your kids teaching your kids. So in one sense, Kevin did a great service to himself to get himself in a better place but he also did a great service to all the students that now get to have a teacher who is going to be more passionate because the longer you stay in something that you're not passionate about the more everybody's going to realize that you're in a space that you're not passionate about and how cool that he had the guts and the strength to just quit without a plan in place and he figured it out and he figured it out quick and his real estate company is wildly successful not just from a standpoint that they're selling houses but they are making an absolute difference in the lives of the people that they are working with so he's a great example of a person that when he was younger he had this one passion and it definitely changed. It definitely switched to something different. And so in response to that, he changed his career. All right, I've got one more person that I want you to hear from. Now, this young woman, her name is Alicia Knops. I met her when I was teaching. She was a student and she stuck out to me right away because... (laughs) Because she, I knew, I knew she hated being at school, but not like a normal student hates being at school. I think that is pretty regular, right? She hated it because she was so passionate about dance and she just wanted to get on with her life. And so she actually, when I knew her, and I think she was maybe 15 or 16, she had already begun her dance studio, which now is wildly successful. It's by far far the most successful dance studio in our area and she's got hundreds upon hundreds of students that go through her studio she's got a staff she's got a beautiful facility and I can remember when that just started now Alicia and her husband Derek are good friends of Susie and myself and I was really struck by this the last time I was hanging out with them because my daughter loves photography and she knew that she knew that Alicia and Derek enjoy photography as well. And so she asked them to come over just to teach her a few things. And they're awesome. And so they came on over. But to see them light up when they talked about photography, to see Alicia get so excited to run outside and take some pictures with my daughter, Georgia, and to see her get so excited to start editing photos. And if you are on Facebook or social media with her, you just see her post photos after photo after photo that she has taken. And so she was so passionate about dance when she was younger that she started her studio before she was even out of high school. It's become very successful. They're doing really well, touching kids' lives every single day. But it didn't end there. She didn't just hang on and ride it out. Now she's got this new passion in photography. When I was a kid, 
all I wanted was to be a professional ballet dancer in a ballet company and, you know, travel the world dancing professionally. And I pursued that really intensely as a kid and through high school. And then those passions kind of changed. I'd been teaching dance on the side just to pay for my own dance lessons to pursue that career. And I really fell in love with teaching dance and I fell in love with the kids and just the whole thing being a teacher. And it just totally captured my heart. And so those first passions that I had really took a detour into studio ownership. And it was a really exciting time to explore entrepreneurship and running a business and working with kids and my own passion for dance and just combining it together. So it's kind of like a new love when you start dating someone, how you've got the butterflies and the excitement and you wake up every day and all you can think about is that dream and that passion and it's new and exciting. And then over time with the same as with a relationship, you know, the dating phase kind of ends and then you get married and that's a new big thing. And then there's struggles in the marriage or maybe or exciting milestones, or maybe you have kids. And over time, those passions continue to change and evolve. And I think the most beautiful thing in life is when you're able to pursue many different passions and when you're free to let your original dreams and goals evolve. So I did, um, this is my 20th year owning a dance studio. And I do have to say, I do love it as much as I did the first year, but that has, it's evolved and changed so much to where I'm not in the classroom teaching anymore and I'm loving the business, but I needed another creative outlet. If I wasn't going to be in the studio creating pieces of, of art, I stumbled upon photography and it was challenging. It was super confusing. And it reminded me of those first years opening the studio where everything was new and everything. It was this learning curve and it was artistic and interesting. And it completely captured my heart. And, and it reminded me of those early years of opening the studio, you know, 20 years ago, the way that I feel I stay up at night and I dream about photo shoots and I, and I try to study the craft and learn so much about it. And, you know, I think I like an entrepreneurship and your passions. I mean, it's such a reflection of relationship of, you know, you start with the butterflies and the excitement and the discovery of meeting someone new and, you know, kind of finding your jam together and how that works. And then you go into the struggles and you get on each other's nerves and you go through really hard times and you build a strong foundation. And eventually those passions, they're solid and sometimes that creativity can kind of start to dull. And it's always important, I think, in the same way with your marriage that you have to constantly get to know the other person and continue to grow with them to keep that excitement. I think it's the same with all of our passions and it's beautiful just to be open to discovering new things and to remember that the excitement and energy that you first felt for your first passions and hobbies and things you did as a kid, you can always feel that for the rest of your life. That doesn't have to just stop once you're an adult. You can continue dreaming and you can continue to re-evolve. I think the key, at least for, for me, to being happy and successful in life is to, to not get bored, to keep growing and challenging myself and to discover new ways to be creative. And I just feel really blessed right now. I'm very passionate about photography and I love to meld both passions together, actually. It's a fusion of, I do mostly dance photography 
I love the photography, I love the dance, and then I take photos of my daughter Lily and family and friends. And so it's kind of a melding of all my passions that kind of come full circle while they all kind of interact. And so it's a beautiful spot to be in. And I'm just so really blessed to be still able to do all of this and, and find new ways to get energized. So back to the original question, is it okay for a person like me to completely change their passion, to go from the drummer boy to the podcast guy? <laughs> and I would say the answer is absolutely yes. And I'm so thankful for Susie and for Kevin and for Alicia for sharing their stories to show that it's okay. And that's the one thing I want to share with all of you listening today is don't feel bad if your heart doesn't resonate with that thing that it used to. That might just be your heart telling you that it's time for a change or it's time to adjust something in what you're doing. And that doesn't mean that you're giving up on something. That doesn't mean that you're letting go of something. That doesn't mean that your dedication should be called into question. Not at all. Everyone's unique. Everyone's different. So there's going to be some people in this world who have a passion that they catch on to early in life and they ride it through their entire lives. There's going to be other people like myself, like Kevin, who have a certain passion and then that changes. It does a complete 180, but we're so thankful that we have that passion because it led us to the place that we are now. And then there's going to be people like Susie who just is incredibly talented and what she's great at, she uses in different ways. So she continues to be true to herself using her music, using her ability to design spaces and events but she uses those in different avenues throughout her life. And she's not afraid to change her audience or to change her venue. And then of course, Alicia, who has what seems like completely different passions, you know, photography and then dance. But as you hear her talk about it, what she's doing is she's melding together everything that she enjoys for a common purpose. And I think that's the point that we need to hold on to here. We heard it from everybody that shared today. We heard it from Susie, we heard it from Kevin, and we heard it from Alicia. This idea of following where your heart is. And your heart can take you in different places, but your purpose shouldn't be that thing that you're good at. Your purpose should be whatever your heart is speaking to you. For Susie, it was making things beautiful. For Kevin, it was helping people in their relationships and helping people in their finances and with their dreams. And for Alicia, it's teaching students and creating this great space for them to learn how to be great dancers, but also great people. And they're just using what they're good at, what they're talented at, to accomplish their hopes and goals for the people that they're working with. So it's not even about us, it's about the people that we're serving. So don't be afraid to adjust and change or do a complete 180 if that's what your life warrants. As long as the focus isn't on yourself and the focus is how can I make this world a better place. Special thanks to my lovely wife, Susie, my incredible brother-in-law, Kevin, and my great friend, Alicia, for being a part of this podcast, for sharing your wisdom and your story. All of the information to their businesses and their passions will be in the show notes, so make sure you check out what they are doing. Of course, the best way that you can support this podcast is simply by subscribing to it, by rating it, five-star rating would be appreciated, and giving us a review. That's the way that we can get the show in front of as many people as possible to help their dreams come alive. 
Speaking of passions, we should all be passionate about hanging out with friends. My favorite way to do that is by starting a fire, inviting some people over, and opening up some of my favorite beverages from Infinity Beverages. You can find them at infinitybeverages.com. Head to their website and order whatever you want, and they will deliver it right to your door. How great is that? That's infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of Jesus Never Ran and of Dreamers Everywhere. <laughs>